Good morning. If you're running a small business, listen to the next couple of minutes. I may actually have some pearls of wisdom for you. If we look at small businesses today, the only ones that seem to be making a profit are the ones that are selling toilet paper. Everybody else really seems to be having a hard time. And more and more, we're getting people coming to us and saying, I'm running a small business. I have to get more customers. And the cost of advertising has become so expensive, I can't afford it anymore. And what a lot of them do is they advertise in these bulletins that go around for a particular suburb. So the idea is that the bulletin will talk about all the plumbers and all the electricians, and they complain to me that I am then one of nine plumbers. I'm one of eight electricians. And what happens is when people phone me, the first question they ask me is, what am I going to charge? So now their business model is linked to pricing. And to make sure they stay busy, often a new business owner will drop the price of their service to the point where it's not sustainable. And so while they may be busy, they're still not making a profit. And if I were to say, what is the biggest mistake that small businesses do is that they operate on the basis of price. That is not healthy for you. It's not healthy for your business. And it's not healthy for your long-term sustainability either. I'm wanting to tell you about two of my clients because I also run a small business. I happen to be a consultant, but it's still a business. I've still got the same challenges that everybody else has. So my first client I'm going to call Mary. Mary is and was a very difficult client in the sense that she had hundreds of questions and I would always have to allow another 30 minutes for her interview because she would look for questions to ask and she would not make a decision until she was completely au fait with what it was I was wanting to do. And why I didn't mind was because Mary had an excellent network and she was able to bring a lot of people to my company. And she would just say, use Nico, he actually knows what he's doing. He's not going to get impatient with you and he's going to be honest when he deals with you. The other day, I did an analysis of how much business Mary brought to me over the years. And last year, her direct referrals were equal to 20% of my total business. And the reason was simple. Mary and I have built up a trust. Our relationship is not based on price. It's based on how she feels after she's worked with me. She's become a fan and she likes talking about being a fan. And that's made a difference. My second client is the oldest client I have. He's 94. His wife came to me in 1988. And she dragged him into my office. Now he realized 
if he didn't talk to me, he was going to face a divorce or she was going to nag him to death. So he worked with me anyway. And as he learned to trust me, he did exactly the same. He was a professional in the medical field and he began to suggest colleagues. And so he too became a source of new clients. So one of the things I did in the beginning was decided that what would separate me from the crowd would be the trustworthiness of what I was doing. I was never going to be the cheapest, but I was going to be the one people could trust. Now, how does that work for you if you're a plumber? I'm going to suggest there are a couple of things you can do. Because when people phone nine or ten plumbers and worry about the price, you can do things that are different. The first is you can realize you're working in a private space of your client. When you arrive, you need to dress in a particular way. I'm not saying come in a suit and a tie, but I'm saying you arrive on time. If you say at nine, you don't phone at ten and say I'm running late. You arrive at nine. Your crew doesn't make a noise in their home. When they are finished, they clean up. He cleans up so much his mother would be proud. You not only clean up in the room where you're working, but you clean up in the passage. You make sure there's no dust and there's no noise. What now happens is your customers begin to know that they can depend on you and you're going to deliver a good job. They will talk about you. The same with an electrician. Don't arrive at the home without a ladder or without certain equipment. If you provide a level of service, your clients will build trust with you. And that trust becomes important. So now I'm going to read something off here because some clever blokes actually worked out how much we trust certain categories of people. And so they found out that the people who were trusted most were teachers, judges, professions, museum curators, scientists. They got the highest level of trust. So if you, for instance, in the financial services and you work with teachers, you will know how good they are at referring, especially once they win your trust. Ordinary people in the street the fact of trust for them is 57%. In other words, you will trust about 57% of what somebody in the street, a stranger, tells you. If priests or clergy talk, their trust is 56. So, folks, if you're a pastor, you've got to jack up something because I'm going to believe a person is walking down the street more than I'm going to believe you. Economists, well, 53, I know why because they talk one thing and we experience something else. Bankers, 44% trust. So now we're going down the line and let's see where we get to next. Professional soccer players receive a score of 30%. Estate agents, 27%. Politicians, 15 I don't think they surveyed South Africa because 15% I think is very high for our particular country. Advertising executives are 13%. So tell me, Mr. Small Business Person, you're going to go to an advertising executive 
with a 13% acceptance ratio. And you're going to have them design a plan for your company. And you're going to give them a lot of money. It doesn't always make sense. If your business is of a particular size, work out how you can be different. How you can build up the kind of trust, the relationship that Mrs. Jones will phone you again. That she will tell her friends about you. That she will boast about you. It's not rocket science. It really is not. So now the question is, what is it that you need to do? You see, if you can work out how to turn that client into a fan, they're going to bring you clients. And they're going to bring you 10, 20, 30% of your business as a gift. Because that fan is not going to charge you to make the referral. So if you're in a new business and you're having a hard time, instead of trying to find a secret somehow from somewhere, it seems to me the more people you can get who are going to talk about your business in a good way, the easier it is for you to build up a reputation and the easier it's going to be for you to make your business sustainable. It is your client's who make your business sustainable. Have a good day.